This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues, and the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Josh. Is, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, no, you said it. Now we have to debate it. This is a hot dog is a sandwich. <gasps> or is, is it? it? Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. Hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates, except for we haven't actually broken down <laughs> the world's biggest food debate. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaidi. And Nicole, today we're doing the damn thing. We're doing it. We are doing it. We are going to try and finally end the debate of whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. And I know what you're saying. Daunting task. Daunting task. And also the podcast is called A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. It is, yes. Uh, but that is not an endorsement. And we've no. been very clear about that. No, no, no. Not at all. Very confusingly clear that we could have equally <laughs> called the podcast. A hot a dog, dog is, is not, not a sandwich. A sandwich. Uh, there were other na- front runner names like edible arguments, but that sounded like yeah. edible arrangements. And I hate edible arrangements. Yeah. Wait, no, hold on. We'll save that debate for another time. <laughs> edible, I once ate a $90 edible arrangement for dinner and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, butter and the hot knife was the Butter and the one. hot knife is, I'm butter. I'm the hot knife. No, silly. Oh, you're, you're a hot knife and I'm butter. <laughs> Point is, a hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, it was just a clever name. Yeah. It's on a debate that a lot of people know, but you and I have never touched this freaking thing because mm-hmm. it's too popular, right? Yeah. And like, I don't think that we're like equipped to do so. No, and yeah. and so many people have tried to answer it, but mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's done a great job. And you have mm-hmm. a lot of people on that list. You got like John Hodgman did it uh, with Dan Pashman from The Sporkful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Smith came out with a video yeah. that said it. A huge TikTok. Oh, huge yeah. TikTok. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. RBG. Stephen Colbert asked mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and there were literally headlines where people were like, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg said a hot dog's a sandwich, but she actually didn't even say that. She said, Stephen, according to your definition mm-hmm. of a sandwich, a hot dog would be a sandwich. And so that said, this is something that I don't think anyone has done a great job of bringing down and I think we should do that and I think we're equipped to do that. I think we're going to find people to help us get to that answer. Certainly, yeah. certainly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, for the next five weeks... Five whole weeks! God, our brains are going to turn to absolute... Our brains are going to turn, turn into, into hot, hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> we're just going to pipe them into a little lamb casing and num, num, num. Uh, but we are talking to... 
well, four different experts mm-hmm. to try and really break down the bones of this argument. First up, we just had a conversation with historian Ken Albala. Great guy. Great guy. Good we are guy. both huge fans. Yeah. Dude's written like 25 books yeah. uh, to try and get to, you know, the origins of the history of from. a hot dog even being called a sandwich, where a sandwich comes from, where a hot dog comes from. Super interesting. It's important to know the bones yeah. of the history before you get into it. And then next up, we are talking to Dr. Calvin Normore. He is mm-hmm. a philosopher and a professor of metaphysics Incredible. and evil philosophy <laughs> at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try and learn the sort of bones of the argumentation mm-hmm. process, right? Correct. What we're actually talking about when we say a hot dog is a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then next up, we got lawyer Alexander Park, <laughs> of course, who, who wrote a who wrote a piece for the Minnesota Law Review, arguing that the government needs to take a stronger definition of what a sandwich is. Mm-hmm. And so, I am really fascinated by that to sure. see how it actually plays out into the legal system. Yeah, of course, they're responsible for classifying a lot of things. A lot of things. And then finally, Nicole, we are talking to Cupid's hot dog owner Morgan Walsh, Woo-hoo! the roller skating sausage maven herself. <laughs> uh, she owns a chain of uh, hot dog restaurants yep. in Los Angeles that I am a huge fan of. Same. And we're going to see how it actually affects the day-to-day business of somebody who works with hot dogs for a living. Exactly, yeah. finally, Nicole, we're going to be talking directly to the people. That's right. You, the people, you deserve to be heard. That's right. We are going out to the street, so everyone, make sure you're following us on social media. We might be showing up to your door. We might want to be hearing directly from you. We're Mm going to go old-fashioned with it. Billy Eichner just yelling at people. knocking on doors. What you think? <laughs> Just going to go canvassing like, excuse me, ma'am. Do you have four minutes to talk about our Lord and Savior hot, hot dogs? dogs? <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm I'm ready. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, d- do you think we can end it? I think we're going to try our damnedest. And that's the most important thing. We're going to try as hard as we possibly can to end this debate. If, if I'm being honest, I don't think we I think we will convince four people <laughs> in the world. But I think the most important person that it's going to end the debate for is myself. Sure. This yeah. is a personal quest for me. And I hope you feel invested in of it. Of course. Too. Yeah. I, I fully expect to come out of this with a hard answer to have every single piece of evidence and information to back it up in my own mind. Because right now. I mean, we have to go into this with an open mind, right? Yeah, but I do have some feelings a little bit. Of course. Yeah, Should we, I share right do. now my feelings? Yeah, heart of hearts, <sighs> right now, hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is not a sandwich. It's just not. It's not a sandwich. Not. It's just not. It's just not. I don't feel like a hot dog <laughs> is a sandwich. What do you think? No, I, 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 I understand the argument. I've heard all the arguments before, or at least so I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I fully believe that a hot dog is... Is a sandwich. Of course, right. I'm a hardliner. I've I've always said that for years. Um, the conversation with Ken certainly God posed a lot of points out there. Um, but that said, it's a it's meat bread. It's a prototype of a sandwich. Do what's not sandwichy about it. But that said, I'm open to having my world rocked. Let's get into the meat of this. Let's rock our world. Let's get our world rocked. Ken, welcome, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I really like the picture behind you. Because I think it answers the question <laughs> that you're going to spend an hour going through. Is a hot dog a, sand- a sandwich? And the picture clearly <laughs> indicates no, it is not. Well, hold on. I mean, that's this is a hot dog sandwich, as it were, on the picture. It's been the logo of the podcast. And we called the podcast A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, not because either of us actually believe mm-hmm, that's a true. hot dog is a sandwich, but just to be like referential to the biggest food debate yeah. out there. Exactly. But we've never actually talked about this before. And the reason we've never talked about this before is because we didn't think that we actually had the mental faculties to answer it. Because yeah, it's like straight up refused. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was I was never planning on answering it, but then Josh had a really good pitch. It's like, hey, let's find out, and I'm like, okay, let's explore this. And so, Ken, that's where you come in. Yeah, man. We're, we're hoping that you <laughs> and all of your food history accolades could help us at least get the base context on how to answer this question because we know it's a really long journey. 
Sure thing. So, I mean, first off, uh, I have a bio written for you, but you are in the unique position where you have done too many things to possibly fit <laughs> in a podcast host bio. Do you want me to just read it and try? Try. I think Okay, okay. This is. I had to boil it down. I really did. Ken Obala is a food historian and history professor at the University of the Pacific. He's authored or edited more than 25 books about food, including multiple encyclopedias about food. He's an IACP award winner and has done way too many things for me to possibly cover right now. Ken, how did that sound? That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> also, sidebar, you and I are part of a very special Facebook group called Show Me Your Ass Picks. We are. Yes. Totally cool. And, yeah. and you, you've you just like done so that many book. amazing things. Mm-hmm. That book is coming out eminently. So <gasps> I um, just turned in the final, final proofs yesterday afternoon. Oh, my gosh. Um, congratulations. And it looks really cool. Yeah, it'd be wow, fun. So wow. it literally came out of that conversations in that podcast. Yeah, one time uh, I we made a Jello bagel for uh, the show we work on. That's right. Good Mythical Morning, and then you recreated it in a way that uh, I could have never uh, wrapped my head around. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's fun. All right, back to the question at mm-hmm. hand. Ken, have you given any thought to this question? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is that something that has crossed your mind before? Sure. I mean, it's it's been out there for quite a long time, and people have been worrying about it. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not a productive, you know, part of society. <laughs> it's not one of the social questions people have burning in their minds. But I think it's um, I think because people like defining things. Mm-hmm. Um, what originally spurred this on was was just taxation. Sure. Uh, the state of New York, and I think another state also decided that for taxation purposes they would classify hot dogs with sandwiches for convenience, not because they were making a philosophical statement or anything, but it caused a lot of people to question, is it really, does this make sense? Should it be its own category? So it's, so it's been a fun question to think about. Well, so do you think that the impetus to answer it is just because of that taxation? Or do you think that there's like something larger about society that says that, you know, we love putting things in categories and also that we hold certain things like hot Mm -hmm. dogs very near and dear to our hearts? Well, that's part of it. It's it's a quintessentially American food, and we like arguing about it. But I think also is that it's such an absurd question because you ask <laughs> totally. anyone, and their answer is no. Of course not. A hot dog is a hot dog. You, whoa, whoa, whoa! What it, do you mean? Anyone what it says is. that? Hold on, hold on. Is that what you think? I think the yeah. I think I think the people who are trying to claim it's a sandwich are trying to cause trouble. <laughs> wow. Okay. Everyone knows okay. common parlance. It's a, it's of course a hot dog. <laughs> Everyone so, knows that. So you are coming <laughs> swinging right out the gates that you believe in your heart yeah. of hearts. And do you think that history can like verify that, or do you think this is a historical sure. argument? Really, mm-hmm. I don't think it has any validity whatsoever. I think even in, even if you talk philosophically or historically, there's no way a hot dog is should be even thought of as a sandwich. Like the oh two ideas. God, Ken, and that's why it's gotten so much traction is because it's patently absurd. Whoa, Ken, <laughs> I have yes, chills no. right now. Hold on. No, Ken, I have actual chills because I did not see this going this Ken, way. Ken, I agree with you so wholeheartedly right now. Like, <laughs> I feel like you have just... You've you've cracked it in such a concise, <laughs> even way that I couldn't even put into okay, words. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Before what? we really what? get what? into it, because this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Ken mm-hmm. was to try and see if we can pinpoint the exact moment in time okay. at which hot dogs and sandwiches actually came to be. Because okay. I think that's important, Ken. If you will just humor me for a minute, because <laughs> sure, it's, I, but, I, but let me say from the outset, I don't think it's not a question that can be answered for one. Okay. Okay. And and I think for most people, when they look at food history, they go, where is the first sure. hot dog? We always where want is to the find first the origin. Sandwich? And and there never is. It yeah. almost never happens unless it's something like a Twinkie where, you know, it, it's a brand name sure. and someone mm-hmm. actually the invented that and, and they marketed it as such. But that never happened with a hot dog. And there are, you know, a half a dozen equally plausible claims that happened in the late 19th century. 
Um, none of them are, you know, proven. Uh, it's this World's Fair or another World's Fair. Mm-hmm. It's Charles Feldman in Coney Island. It's whenever, you know, <clears throat> but that's the wrong question to answer, I think. Uh, you know, you what you really want to know, I think what's the important question, is why hot dogs are so important in American culture, why we love them so much. That's fascinating. Um, who was the first person to do it? I'm sure it predates the late 19th century fall by far, you know, it's, it's a European thing really yeah. to start. Well, I, I fully agree with you that we talk about all the time in this podcast mm-hmm. that any food origin story is likely completely bunk. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so especially, <laughs> I mean, not even the hot dog, cause you mentioned, um, there's the famous origin story of the 1904 world's fair World in fair. St. Louis, mm-hmm. right, uh, right. the hot dog or the sausage vendor, uh, is serving sausages and he was apparently serving them with white gloves, but then he ran That's out of white gloves. That's the dumbest thing on earth. Like, what? <laughs> why the, why, are the color of, why are the colors of the gloves important? Why are they it's being well, for, for one, you'd get the grease on the gloves and then you'd have to hand them back to the person. That know. is the dumbest story I've ever heard. And if you look at it, you know, if you look at the way they eat hot dogs in Frankfurt, where Frankfurters mm-hmm. come from, they just pick it up with their hands and you don't, they're not greasy. You know, you dip it in sauce, you eat it. It's very, very easy to do. Um, a hot dog doesn't need a bun. So that story is kind of like the, you know, you got peanut butter in my chocolate uh-huh. kind of yeah, story. Yeah, of course, of course. The, the accidental dropping of chips into the batter to make chocolate oh, chip cookies. Yeah. All nonsense. Yeah, it's one of, one of my favorite ones is we are in Los Angeles, uh, uh, supposedly the origin of the French dip. And yeah. there's two restaurants Whoa. about a mile apart that claim to have invented it. And literally the origin of where the term French comes from <laughs> is completely different in both of them. One says that there was a police officer named Officer French, French and he was physically arresting him man when the sandwich maker dropped his sandwich into the au jus and he said, I'm in a hurry. I gotta go arrest this man. Give me that wet sandwich. And then the other one says that it was an actual French baker who did it. Mm. And so if you can't even agree on that, but that said, I mean, I think the the PR behind this is a huge part of the story. Right? Absolutely, yeah. I think I right. think that's the quintessential thing that we're trying to decide. Why right now at this current time is the sentence, the question, a hot dog is a sandwich, such a big deal? Yeah, yeah. I hear that. And a lot of like, uh, I think there's actually big business implications in it. Right. And I think because I'm coming at this with the bias that Mm -hmm. I believe a hot dog is a sandwich and I believe it's patently absurd for people to not think it's a sandwich. That's my own thing, because I believe that you have to define. Of course, you have to really define what a sandwich is first. And if you and if you're going to take the clue, the cue that a sandwich is some kind of processed meat or cooked meat, whatever it is on two pieces of bread, then a hot dog doesn't qualify immediately. It's one piece of bread split open. And if you do try and put a ham hot dog on two pieces of bread, you have what like in your picture, that doesn't work. It rolls out, it squishes. I hate that he's using our logo against us. Ken, (laughs) it's such a good graphic. And I think if you did want to make a hot dog sandwich, I would totally approve of this. You'd have to slice the hot dog really thin into very thin layers layer it across the bread mm-hmm. or cut it in little circles, put it on the bread, and then you'd have a sandwich that's a hot dog, <laughs> a hot dog sandwich. But but if you ever were to show someone a hot dog, well, let's imagine you went into a, to a friend's house and he said, oh, I'm having sandwiches. Let, would you like a sandwich? And they brought you a hot dog. Wouldn't you be disappointed? Of course. You'd say, that's not a sandwich. That's a hot dog. That's that a I different would be. thing. I don't know that I would be. And I also feel like we need more philosophical tools to be able to unpack this one right here because I believe that's mm-hmm. called the equivocation fallacy, right? 
Or no, not the equivocation, straw man. I, I believe that's, that's the straw, straw man. man fallacy. Ken, we're trying to do our best here, but we're both kind of dumb. <laughs> no, this is, this is the, the normative <laughs> use of language. And yeah. Yeah. philosophers use this all the time, is that if something is commonly understood to be X, mm. then philosophically it's, it's accepted. And if you try and introduce something else that's not X into that quotient, then that's okay. You know, you, that, that's a perfectly valid argument. That, that if someone would never call something that, and let me let me give you a, a, a close but a similar example, mm-hmm. is that hamburgers, when they started, were called sandwiches. They, they mm-hmm. were two Hamburger slices of sandwiches. bread. Hamburger sandwiches. Yeah. But it's not anymore. I Common agree with you. Now, you say hamburger. Would you like a hamburger? No one in their right mind would say, would you like a hamburger sandwich? <laughs> Nobody. You'd say hamburger. It's its own thing. That's right? right. And so the language and the concept has shifted, and that's perfectly okay. Um, hot dog was never a sandwich. No one ever called it that. <laughs> and so why never, we would ever. suddenly try to stuff it into that category is is kind of just silly. That's very interesting because I've heard that there are actually philosophical, not philosophical, I've heard that there are historical Mm -hmm. records of the original hot dogs being called sandwiches. I mean, dating back to even in like the the 1830s of it being called a dog sandwich or a hot dog sandwich. Do you know anything about that? 1830s sounds way, way too early. But but I think maybe when it was first introduced, people didn't know what it was. And so they had to categorize it. Yeah, to yeah. put it in the category. But there are things like this. And, and let me give you a weird example. If you go to Vienna, they do have something that looks very, very much like a hot dog. They do it slightly differently. Rather mm-hmm. than slice the long bun mm-hmm. open, they have a long metal prod and they just po- poke a hole in the whole thing, put the mustard inside, stick the hot dog inside so it's completely cased in oh, bread, put the top on, and you bite it and eat it. And it is it is pretty much a hot dog. <laughs> you know, yeah. you would never call that a sandwich. That it's, sounds it's a, like fun. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a good Friday night. Would you call a sausage roll you know in, in england they have a sausage, <laughs> sausage wrapped roll. up in dough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not a sandwich okay but even on. though it's I've, very close to a hot dog i found the citation i found the citation ahead, i'm scattering on my notes okay. there's an uh, 1843 obituary of baker ignatz frischmann who was a baker okay. in new york uh who supposedly baked rolls to supply to sausage vendors mm-hmm. and the quote says a bologna sausage or two with a piece of bread would be of advantage to those whose appetite might lead them to partake of a spurious dog sandwich Okay, so what you're talking about there is something very different. Let, let me explain. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Hit him with it, Ken. So, so, here, so here you go. So what makes a hot dog a hot dog mm. and not a sausage? It's a type of sausage, sure. but it's got a very, very finely ground mm-hmm. um, filling, which is actually called a batter because of the way it's, oh, wow. it's usually they put ice in. Mm. So it gets <clears throat> that kind of spongy texture. It's a very modern invention. You can do it by pounding it and adding ice, but it takes hours. So so a hot dog is kind of a modern invention in that case. The very same batter makes bologna. Which we call, mm. which comes from Bologna, right? Which they they are called mortadella. It's the same kind of batter. It's just that one goes into a bung, which is an enormous, enormous casing. It's the cecum in a cow, so you get this really wide slice. If you can make it smaller and smaller and smaller, you get a hot dog, which is in a sheep casing, so you can eat the casing and everything. But bologna, what they're referring to in that quote is a bologna sandwich. Is bologna just a hot dog, or is a hot <laughs> it dog? It is a big hot dog. A hot dog is just a small bologna. So in theory, if a person right. were large enough. <laughs> and and in German they call it that. They call it Würstchen. You know, Würstchen. It just means a little little bologna, little bologna. This is so much <laughs> fun. Oh my god, I okay. feel like an abundance of knowledge is like poured into my ear. Hold on. I'm having a great time. I, I still have more questions. I'm still not convinced, Nicole. I'm not. Okay. I am not giving up Why? my god Come on. at this okay. point. 
because let's let's go to the claim that a sandwich is two slices of bread and just can just block our logo yeah. out of your view right here. Don't look at this. Okay, <laughs> but let's let's go to the claim that a sandwich is two slices of bread. Okay. Do you leavened bread? I mean, was invented uh, ten thousand plus years ago, correct? More than that, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, can you go into the history of leavened bread? It was the was it the Mesopotamians yeah. or Fertile Crescent? Well, no, we we commonly think that bread was. Um, invented with agriculture when we started mm. growing wheat. But in fact, people gathered wild wheat and pounded it and made it into flatbreads. And there's probably leavened breads also bef- way before 10,000 BC, okay. before the so-called Neolithic revolution. So if you were to have a, you know, uh, let's imagine you kill a, uh, an animal and you have a flatbread and you stick the piece of that into the flatbread and fold it over. Okay. Is that a sandwich? Uh-huh. It's not really, but it's, but it's because it's one piece of bread it's not too it's not sliced it's not put into a sandwich so when you think of pita and and falafel do you say a falafel sandwich you say i call it a pita i just call it a falafel yeah that's right yeah yeah because it's a pocket or it's folded or it's you know do you and there's things like that all over the world in in italy that's called a piadina and in in uh you know all through the middle east if if you if you get to China, they take the same kind of dough and they steam it, bao? but they put the meat inside. So mm-hmm. bao mm-hmm. is is that a sandwich? It's meat inside bread, but why if that if if a hot dog's a sandwich, then a bao is a sandwich. Whoa, also. hold on, hold on. I think there's distinct differences though in mm-hmm. cookery between like say bao and a hot dog, whereas to me a bao could be in the classification of dumpling. And this all goes to like taxonomy, right? Of but like what about, genus versus species. What about the like Peking duck baos, the ones that are folded over, which I oh, think is oh, is that oh, what you're oh. referring to, Ken? Because that's, that's what I thought well, in my brain. No, no, that's that. Well, they call that mis- mistakenly a pancake, but that's but it's mm-hmm. not risen. It's just a flat kind of noodle. Oh, you're not talking about wrap the Peking of duck is the flat crepe what am i talking the steamed about bun. the white the white fluffy bun well so there's two different yeah. kinds of steamed <laughs> bun right so like if you're nicole's yeah, yeah. thinking of gua bao which is like I the am. pork belly buns yeah yeah, that yeah are yeah. very popular right, where right, the bun right, right. is cooked separately and then the meat That's is tucked inside but then there's also a different type of bao that is steamed together mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the uncooked meat inside right uh, and, and so we see how murky the waters are here of course yeah but yeah no i i feel you can if a hot dog is a sandwich then i think God, oh no, I'm Don't about to shoot myself in the phone. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. But then you've got to say ravioli is a sandwich too. Oh, hold on. But I, I believe. I don't want to. I, I believe. don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to either. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to drag this out to its logical conclusion. Well, sure, but. Is that any meat between two pieces of some kind of dough, why does it matter if it's baked or boiled, must then be a sandwich? Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, While you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 (laughs) skate punk is back, and it's not pop punk, it is skate punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I think something that is important here mm. is leavening. And so okay. I would I would say I, I've created my own sort of definition of a sandwich, which is which is very loose. 
but I think it is any sort of filling that is between leavened bread, right? I don't think it has okay. to be meat. Well, even a pie. A pie is actually – there are pies that can be counted as sandwiches, right? Well, hold on then. I mean, like, like if, it's got, if it's a puff pastry on the top of a, like, chicken pot pie mm-hmm. and the pie comes out or, a, or, like, a Cornish pasty, Cornish pasty has meat in the middle. It's a it's a leavened – it can definitely That's be right. a leavened bread. Um, it's, you know – and then you're eating it like a – just like a hot dog, in fact. <laughs> you know, you're eating See? it with your hands. Then, then a Cornish pasty has got to be a sandwich also. Can, good news. I've added more layers to my definition of a sandwich. I believe it has <laughs> okay. to be I believe it has to be chemically leavened bread. I don't believe mechanical leaveners such as butter, so no puff say, pastry. I was going to say, what about mechanical no, leaveners? Pu- no puff. Wait, wait, wait. But bread is not chemically leavened. That's yeast. Well, I mean, uh, there, risen... Yeast is not a chemical leavener. Isn't it? He's, no, it's it's a living creature. Can, good, news. A, good, news. I have, I have, good news. I've updated my definition of a sandwich. Okay, you need to update it again. No, chemical leaveners means baking powder. Oh, God. Okay. Baking okay. Powder. So uh, something either yeast or uh, uh, sodium bicarbonate-based mm-hmm. leavening mm-hmm. agent, and the bread must be cooked separately from the filling, because otherwise I think we're in pie town. Well, then calzone, by your definition, would not be a sandwich. That's even though it's fine. leavened bread, and it's fried, and it's got cheese and meat and stuff inside of it. Correct. But you can take the same dough, fry it, mm-hmm. fold it over meat. Is that a sandwich? Oh, then? that's a sandwich. That's, that's, that's a sandwich at that point. I that's believe just so. a yummy little nibble, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> because they do serve those, like in northern Italy, in Milan. You, you can get a flatbread that's got meat in it, and you fold it over, and that comes close to being very close to being a sandwich. That's what it I'm does. saying. Ken, the Ken, join the dark side. It's join the, the dark side here. Well, I mean, the hinge me... is throwing us off. The bread hinge is throwing me off well, at least. Okay, so I, I have another question about the uh, two slices of bread idea being central to a sandwich because I've never believed that. And I know the dictionary definition, which one I don't believe that should be the end all be all of okay. what we're going off sure. of. Oxford English Dictionary, I believe, specifies two slices of bread, but there are several other dictionaries Mm -hmm. that do not specify that. Uh, The USDA does not specify two slices of bread for their definition of a sandwich. And if you look at something like, say, Subway, I mean, Subway is the largest restaurant chain in the history of the world. More locations than McDonald's. I think 7-Eleven might be the only thing that has it beat. Mm. But, I mean, Subway, I would consider a purveyor of sandwiches. Ken, would you say that? They're called a sandwich chain. That's a sandwich Even though what they're serving are actually subs. A sub is a different thing. It's a subset. It's a subset, literally, of (laughs) of sandwiches. Because when you take a long roll and Uh you put cold cuts in it, Uh it serves the exact same function of you know, of a sandwich. So, and you're putting cold cuts. So it's like, you know, ham or salami and cheese and stuff like that. And it's, and it, that is somewhere between a sandwich, but we, and the, the, I think the real truth of that is that we're so confused about how to categorize it that every place calls it something different. It's a sub in New York. It's a grinder in Philadelphia. It's a hoagie. Mm, There you go. It's such a confusing thing to us to, to make a, uh, what is a sandwich on a long roll and then slice it? <laughs> Ken, it doesn't have to be but confusing. It, is a it doesn't have to be confusing. Just lean in. It's all a sandwich. It's a sub sandwich. I am so uh, inundated with information that my brain <laughs> is like, I'm like, my eyes are starting to glaze over, but it's like I'm re- still retaining all the information. Nicole, we have like four more episodes. I know. Of this this is, is just the tip no, of the I'm having, You don't get it. Like, my brain is like kind of in like a, not disassociation mode or anything, <laughs> but like I'm just retaining okay. so much information and I'm having so much fun that I'm just like blank. And I'm really Let me throw another curveball. Oh it. no, we can't throw handle it. it, Ken. We can't I'm handle ready. another curveball. I'm ready. So, so we use this term conventionally and uniformly. One slice of bread, something on top, is an open face sandwich. Mm. 
and throughout <laughs> Scandinavia, smorebrod. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a sandwich. It's a slice of bread. You could put cheese on it or pickled herring or whatever, but it's a sandwich. But here's the real difference is a sandwich, I think by definition, has to you have to be able to pick it up. And you can't mm. pick up an open face sandwich. You, you can have pick to use it up. No, Nicole. no, no, no. Wait. I can pick it up. No, in Scandinavia, they, they use a knife and fork. That's Always. Scandinavia. Can I, I use my hand and I go like No, you this. do not. And you know how I know you do not? What? Because the last time the last time you <laughs> ate an open-faced sandwich was at Lancer's Deli, and you got a <laughs> you got a hot beef open-faced sandwich. Ken, this is a deli that is predates time in Burbank, <laughs> California. And their hot beef sandwich, it is a slice of Wonder Bread uh-huh. with just the saltiest, brownest yes. gravy you've ever had. Side of mashed potatoes. Deli slice roast beef, <laughs> side of mashed potatoes. And Nicole, you could not have picked that up if you tried. That's that's because of the that's because of the gravy. But if I had a, <laughs> if I had a piece of toast with a little bit of with a smear of cream cheese, a little bit of dill, a few little, you know, a little squeeze of lemon juice, I pick that up and I eat it. And I that's can a, pick that's that bruschetta. Up. That's that's not a sandwich. Okay. Uh, uh, right. I, 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 because then you have a slice of toast and you're just eating. I agree with Ken toast on this a, If I toast two pieces of bread, is now that a sandwich? I, if you stuff them together, yes. I fully <gasps> agree with Ken on this point, actually. So now, Ken, I'm glad we can just gang up on Nicole here. Nicole, oh, you Oh, man, this always happens at the <laughs> well, end. No, no, no. So I don't believe that an open-faced sandwich is a sandwich. And I think this is an interesting convention of language. Mm. I think that the term open-faced, the adjective is actually negating the sandwich hood in yes. the same way that Agreed. fool's gold is not gold, right? Mm. The term exactly fool's right. is telling you exactly what it's not. And I believe that's the same with open face sandwich. Is the point of an open face sandwich to put the two pieces together? No, that's just a sandwich. Yeah, oh. well, no, the, the point is is that a sa- if you were to put them together, you'd have a sandwich. When they're open, it's like saying a flightless bird. Well, it's still <laughs> a bird, but it's not really, you know, it doesn't qualify. Yeah, we, but I, I agree with you. It negates. It open, the very fact you have to say open face means it's really something else. And that's just a weakness of our language. We yeah. used to have a word for that. We called them sops. A sop, like in a soup. Oh, You'd yeah. have a sop. Sops. It would sop up the stuff. We use the verb, but we don't call that sops anymore. You'd be able to take a slice of bread, put a stew on it or meat or whatever whatever it was. We just lost that word in English. We're going to bring it back on this podcast. And sops. Sops used to be, they would put them in, in wine as well, right? Is that the same? Yeah, totally. Or milk. You could yeah, pour. and that's where the term toast comes from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is so fun. I just, Nicole, next time you get a glass of wine at a restaurant, just take the bread and throw it in there and go, well, actually, in the Middle Ages, this was very popular. I think I did that in a wine cave in Germany. I'm like 85% sure I did that. Okay. I have, I have an, okay, let's, let's get into the absolutely false origin myth of the sandwich. Okay. Or, or maybe you believe okay. this is true. The Earl of Montague. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's no. totally made up. It's, it's totally Rabbi made up. Hillel, right? <laughs> and, well, Rabbi Hillel has a pretty good claim because yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the, in the you know what happened with that is that the there's this this is the Passover seder sure. where you put some haroset, which is this chopped up fruit and stuff, and some horseradish between two pieces of matzah, and the Maxwell House company that made the Haggadah mm-hmm. called it a Hillel sandwich. They made that up. It's <laughs> <laughs> not there's no no historical you know. Basis Wait, do you not believe all. that Hillel the elder actually did I believe that? It. Because it's a one, it's a powerful metaphor, you know, for consuming <laughs> no. all the, the 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 tears and the pain and the happiness together. Well, actually, okay. So, Ken, can you can you just uh, can you kind of recount can you recount the the Earl of Sandwich John Montague myth for us? Because I think the I think the listeners. Yeah, so there's know. a story that that the Earl of Sandwich and Sandwich is in the east 
uh, far east coast, southeast coast of England. Mm -hmm. He had that title. He never came from there. But apparently he was a great, an avid gambler and he didn't want to stop to have a food, even though theoretically he could have taken a fork and eaten something while he was playing cards. <laughs> but but sees, apparently he asked someone, put some meat between two slices of bread because I don't want to stop playing and and therefore invented the sandwich. Now, the, the, that thing existed way before he ever did that. But the association of the term does come from him. You know, it's that that he if coined he the term, popularized it, or it was coined in memory of him, or something like that. But we definitely get that term from him, um, even though there's things that are sandwiches long before that. Also, apparently, he was wildly incompetent, and people tended to hate it. At least that's like what my research. Like he was a research... bad gambler, or just a bad. person? No, he was just like a bad. I mean, I, I imagine there was a lot of fraught relationships with mm -hmm. uh, you know earls. people of title and certain yeah. earls weren't always <laughs> yep, the best yep, of yep. subjects back then. But I think it's fascinating that, you know, we see this in other words, too, like the tortilla, for instance, is, I mean, mm. uh, several millennia old and certainly they are roasting meats. But we don't see the term taco show up in Spanish until I believe the mid 19th century. Right. It's very much well, a slang. Well, the, the term tortilla is really very interesting because it just means a little pie. It comes from Spanish. Spanish and if you tortilla. ask for a tortilla mm -hmm. there, you get eggs and potatoes. Yep. And yeah. stuff. It's a totally different thing. So so it's really just the Spanish showed up and said, what what do we call this thing? So, you know, uh, they just they chose the word tortilla. It's a Spanish word, not indigenous. Oh, yeah. Not, not God, I kind of didn't even think about that. The term tortilla is yeah. only yeah. post-colonialization. Mm -hmm. right. So right, what, right. what I'm really interested in is a lot of these words are very new. Right. And apparently, Language, yeah. like Sam, I mean, sandwich, for instance, could not have existed before the Earl of Sandwich Correct. had a massive PR right. campaign. And the word hot dog is also, uh, you know, very, very recent, 19th century. Uh, very new. But I mean, that said, sausage making goes back thousands of years. So, I mean, I understand that hot dogs rely on a certain modern process uh, to sure. be able to create force meat, right, to emulsify right. Uh, at a very high speed. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the like the base root concept, like if you were to go into the Socratic form of what a <laughs> hot dog is, I mean, that could have predated that. I mean, especially a sandwich, because it's so much more rudimentary of just relying on, you know, some sort of uh, leavened bread and filling, so depending on what you believe a sandwich is. So if you look at, let's say, ancient Rome, where sausage mm. sellers were a common thing in the streets mm -hmm. and bread sellers bake, there's pictures of people with breads, you know, in bakeries where they're selling the stuff. That's common street food. It mm. comes so close to being a hot dog sandwich. <laughs> you know, it comes that that, you know, just to, to claim, you know, oh, here it is in the 19th century. We have a, a hot dog. It's 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 always been there. It's, yeah, it's a natural combination. That's very interesting. So, I mean, do you believe that? Did a hot dog exist before the term hot dog was invented? Sure. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. That's I think yes. so. I think things yeah. exist and then we as humans must name them because we have a strong urge to name things. We want to categorize right. Or the things. name changes, right? I yeah. mean, th this is a Frankfurter. In Frankfurt, there's records of people eating those and going back to the 13th century. Yeah. And they're, they're exactly the same. And the U.S. has a lot of German people. Did you know that? Well, yeah, I mean, 16% that's... of the United States has a really? German ancestry. I'm very German. That's where my last name comes from. 49 million Americans, actually. We were sheep German. farmers. Oh, nice. Can, can, <laughs> do, can you get into, like, the origin of the term hot dog? Because yeah. I think this is just really fascinating I've always etymology that people don't know. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows the exact origin of it. But <laughs> Isn't it like a good-looking guy? Like, that's a hot dog. It's There's a, there's a reference, I think, to a, a polo grounds game mm. where the word hot dog first appears in print and it refers to the game not to the hot dog at all which is sort of weird and there's it's a term that you know they used to call it sometimes a dachshund uh, mm. you know or a hot dog just because it looks like that 
Oh, that's um, like the hot dog dogs. Yeah, and the hot dog is there, that term is there alongside the word Frankfurter and alongside the word Wiener, which mm-hmm. just means Wiener in English from Vienna. Um, and what all, people often say is that the we stopped using the term Frankfurter consciously, especially in l- labeling and marketing during World War One when we got mm, into war with Germany. And the German language newspapers disappear and people try to pretend we don't have German heritage. We're not the enemy. Don't, don't harass us because we're Americans. And and the word Frankfurter never really disappeared much, but Americans more consistently use um, the word hot dog now as a result of that. That's really interesting. I it, I mean, speaking of origin stories and how unreliable they are, I mean, I've, I've read so many different accounts that one, it was like uh, – there's the story of a, a vendor outside of, I believe, Yale, and he was a German vendor, and there was a st- stereotype at mm-hmm. that point that German immigrants were very poor, and wow. the college students were like, he's using dog meat and his sausages, it's a hot dog, but <gasps> then you have the dachshund <laughs> thing and the polo story, and so, like, none of these are uh, are likely, you know, I guess correct, but, I mean, is there anything correct here, or do we just have to sort of take no, I the think, modern culture? I think people... People kind of liked the idea or where they were terrified and thrilled by the idea that there might be dog in it <laughs> because <laughs> oh, because this is a general you know conundrum with sausage sausages in general. They're the scraps. They're all the junk that you can't sell as prime cuts. Yeah. And so people kind of like, you know, thought, oh, wouldn't this be funny if, we, if they're actually putting dog in there? <laughs> um, but that almost certainly never happened. You know, it's it's a stupid joke, really. There I believe. Wait, hold on. I, I, I wrote this down. There was mm-hmm. a. There was an 1843 investigation into a New York meatpacking plant that actually found dog <gasps> and rats had gotten into no! the, sauce, the, the sausage making facility. And so that is just a well, possible. So, so that's, that's a mistake. Yeah, exactly. There are no food purity laws until 1906 or something like that. So, you know, the stories of like, you know, Upton Sinclair in mm-hmm. the jungle. Yeah. Someone's hand goes into the meat, <laughs> into sure. the slurry for the meat. Of course that happened, you know, all the time. And insects are still allowed in, in uh, you know, food. Parts per million yeah, of insects. You can have like eight <laughs> you know, spider so. legs and peanut butter or something like that, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so interesting. Um, yeah, but I think that you know, the association with dogs is just silly. It's just silly. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. If you were to go to, I mean, let's let's go back to say early nineteenth century uh, okay. Germany or God was it Austria Hungary back then. I mean, okay. would they consider sausage being served in a roll to be a sandwich, or had the term sandwich even like gotten, gotten there? Yeah, gotten to Germany. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering because I I feel like no, we almost fed. I don't think so. No, and it's, and I and they do serve it side by side. You know, if you go to Frankfurt today, they will serve 
you know, a hot dog, very clearly mm-hmm. the same thing, with a roll on the side. Roll on the and side. And people pick up the oh, pick up the hot dog with their fingers, dip it in the mustard, bite it, bite a piece of bread, and so it, it's going down <laughs> the same. You know, it it ends up the same thing, but they just don't slice it and put it on the side. Yes, like we would. So basically, we just made it more efficient. Yeah. We made the act of eating a hot dog more efficient. And that's probably why that's where it comes from. That's why people have the association. Yeah, but you could argue does is a hot dog, dog improved by the combination of all those flavors together or are they actually better on their own? Cuz I find with sandwiches in general mm-hmm. and, and this applies to hot dogs also that sometimes the sum of the parts is not greater than they are on their own. And I would say sometimes like if you have a really uh-huh. good cold cut and a really good cheese mm-hmm. and a really delicious bread, keep them apart. Eat them separately, eat them, you know, uh-huh. like you would in a picnic. And sometimes you put them all together and it's like, "Oh, I've lost something." Um it's so it's I think it's a hard That's a good so, point. so for hot dogs, I think if you take like a a classic Chicago hot dog mm-hmm. and you put all this junk on it, <laughs> you lose you lose the flavor, and heaven for a fan, you put ketchup on it. That's sinful. No, combination. Just, just huh? You know, a hot dog really has to have mustard. The mustard cuts through the grease and it well, adds some spiciness. <laughs> but but ketchup on a hot oh, God, no. And I think I think in that case, and I swear I've done this. I went to a conference in Chicago years ago. This is the International Association of Culinary Professionals. So they should know what they're doing. Can I get an invite? And they next serve. Uh, yeah, well, you 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 can come. Okay. The next one is going to be. Um, Gosh, they just happened uh, a, a month ago. But okay, anyway, cool. yeah, there'll be another one. So anyway, they were serving hot dogs. And it was, you know, the Vienna beef, which is a terrible hot dog, <laughs> on, a, on a really soft bun. And then they put sport peppers and sweet relish and all this junk on. And I thought, this is the worst hot dog I've ever had. And, you know, and I'm a New Yorker. I will say that, <laughs> you know, with, with, with no apology. Um, it's got to be dirty water. <laughs> it's got to come. It's got to be Sabrets, you know, or or Hebrew National is a great hot dog. Yeah, or, or Nathan's is is great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother used to buy the really cheap ones called Best, which were which were really crummy, super garlicky. Um, but but hot dogs are great in the water, and then they hot come on a soft water. bun, and you just don't you know you don't do much to it. Do you, do you remember the scene? There's this wonderful. Do you, you know the producers? Oh yeah. It's, um, it's Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder, and he says, "Let's go out to lunch." I'm I'm treating, <laughs> and they end up in Central Park at a hot dog stand, and he says, "Tonight we're dining al fresco." <laughs> and he's got a hot dog, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, okay, one that impassioned plea from Ken. One, I gotta say that uh, we cannot afford more one star ratings on this podcast. <laughs> And, and Ken, ever since we've come out against St. Louis style pizza, because oh, I don't God. believe it's pizza, it's a it's a matzah. It's what we ate for Passover growing up. We'd bring it to school and people would laugh at us. We don't need to go back. You know, they never laughed it's at one me. week I don't a year. Know what you're talking about. And so, if Chicago, for all the Chicagoans out there, Chicago dog is no, it's terrible. It's a salad. I've never it's had. A, it's a. It's a. I've <laughs> never had a Chicago dog because really? I'm waiting. I'm waiting to go to Chicago. This is this is like my brain. I'd like have to go to Chicago the second I land, and I have to go eat a, a Chicago. There are dog. four times. Don't bother. Four I times. Can I'm trying it, dude? I'm gonna try. Good reason they call it the second city. It's second. <laughs> it's not as good. The as toppings you know. outweigh the hot dog four to one on a fun. Chicago dog. That's right. It's bizarre. That's fun There's, though. That's Nicole, fun the for pickle me. Is the same size have, as the no. meat. Honestly. Folks, if you have a really good hot dog, mm-hmm. let it speak for itself. Don't mess it up. Sweet relish should not never go anywhere near a hot dog. 
just just like even it doesn't even need mustard. If it's a great hot dog. Just put it on a bun. Let it let it be what it, it is. The hot dog water is the condiment because it steams the bun. Oh gosh, no I, way. I will say this this has been really elucidating for me. Sure. And like me even too. Ken hearing you talk so passionately about hot dogs, it makes me understand why they are an entirely separate species and classification of food Absolutely. than a sandwich. And also, I mean, this is maybe you can speak to this, Ken, but like why do I mean you're not you're not inside my brain, but like why do I hold the idea of sandwich to be something that say has existed throughout history, right? Sandwiches are incredibly popular now, the and I think, around. I mean, yeah. uh, economics well, would, would show that. So let, let me answer the question that I posed, which mm-hmm. I, I think I was trying to say that the origin is really not so important, but why we love these foods so much is. And I think there's something very quintessentially American about food that you eat with your hands. Mm-hmm. Is that foods. we really love pizza. We love hamburgers. We love sandwiches. We love... Uh, hot pockets, hot dog, whatever it may be, <laughs> is that we don't like the formality of using a fork and knife. And it's partly mm. because we never really learned to do it properly. <laughs> because wow. we use the fork in one hand and then we change hands and soup with it and whatever. In in Europe, they hold their fork in one hand with the tines down and the knife in the other. They never take them out of their hands. Um, and they never switch and they never do anything. And I think it's made us sort of fearful of messing up of being of being improper or pushing something with our fingers on the plate you've seen people do that and so having food that can be held saves us and it keeps us in this state of perpetual infantilization in some oh, respects that is, that but is so incredible. on the other hand cutlery is kind of sick think of this you're putting metal in your mouth and separating yourself from your food think of a culture that uses their hands to eat India or Africa, mm. where in the there. sensuality of the food, you can feel it in your fingers, you can put it in your mouth. And I think that's the real appeal of a hot dog is that it's very sensual. I mean, not phallic <laughs> so, but, but you know what I'm saying. It can is be both, Ken. Softness. It can be both. You, I won't go there. I won't go there. But, 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 it's, but food with your hands yeah. actually tastes better. Yes. And you can get more Absolutely. out of it. It's something that's separate and put, you know, knife and fork kind of deal. And I think that Americans... Because we are informal, we're egalitarian. We like a bargain. We like th- we like to have <laughs> a whole meal in one pocket in our hands, and a hot dog kind of does that, you know. Especially if you throw chili on it or cheese or whatever, which is great. Um, that's that's very American thing, um, and people in Europe or around the rest of the world, look at that and say, what a quirky American habit. Isn't that <laughs> wow. strange? And, you know, you know, historically, the, the, here, this is the best story, is um, Mrs. Nesbitt, who was the chef for Franklin Delano Roosevelt, notoriously terrible, terrible cook. And I think <laughs> that, that Eleanor hired her in revenge to, to get at Franklin, because he was always sleeping around and such. But she, um, they invited the, the king and queen of England and they served them hot dogs. And, and it was like, like, wait a minute, this is a state dinner and you're giving them, you know, this junk. Um, and it was, it's a, it's always been a joke, a food historian's joke that Mrs. Nesbitt, you know, or however that came to pass, um, that the, the, the um, was it the Duke of Windsor? I don't know. It was British royalty came hmm. and they, were served hot dogs and they said this is very good i think i'll have another <laughs> thinking, what a silly american thing you guys do. that's incredible <laughs> well like what what was the response to it i mean was it was it uh kind of patronizing 
Yes, of course. He was very polite, but you could tell that he thought this was the weirdest thing a president would do to a foreign dignitary. <laughs> well, so, I mean, do you think that the, the hot dog is the best that American culture has to offer or the worst of American culture or it is morally nebulous? Oh, gosh. It's no, it's it's morally charged. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very certainly, important certainly. thing. Um, and I think it speaks of American culture in a very positive way. I mean, mm. pizza right. and hamburgers and hot dogs and fried chicken and things you can pick up with your hands and eat. That's ribs. This is the best of American culture. Think about it. So that's true. that's the best food. And it's the food that if you go around the world and you say, what's American food? That's what they think of, Hot dogs. you know, for good reason. I mean, it, it is crazy seeing the way that we've exported that culture. There is a professional basketball team in the Philippines called the Pure Foods Hot Dogs. Well, there um, you go. And so I mean, that just shows that the power that this has had. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm almost halfway to being convinced that a hot dog is not a sandwich, but I just, it's, it's tough. I mean, Ken, you God, I got to get back to it. You'll go to a bar in America, certainly. And you'll see something on the menu called a sausage sandwich. And I've you, never seen that. You've before. never seen a sausage. Too. Go to the, ES, lying. the ESPN grill in Ken's Anaheim, lying. downtown Disney. I mean, and clearly <laughs> Ken, he's right. They that, do call it that. That communicates Fine. an idea. It's just because we don't have a better term. So wait, so what's your proposal? You put sausages on there. And I think, I think hot dogs deserve because they're such a dignified food. Mm-hmm. They deserve to have their own category and don't need to be confused with sandwiches. We have a whole slew of sandwiches. Let's keep them over there. Yep. And we have hot dogs, which are their own thing. And there's no real benefit from trying to put them together. In our minds, in our practice, in our, in our daily conversation, we keep those two concepts separate of what value is it to put them together. I don't think we get anything. I think we lose, I don't in think fact. we I get think the, anything the out of it. No, I, it's, it's, there's no real point to doing that. To doing that. And if you wanted to make a, a sandwich out of a hot dog, I, I think it can be done. But no one would say, give me a sandwich and picture in their mind a hot dog ever. Dang. I don't know how to come. I feel like a boxer. Who's, I feel like, you yeah, know, I just mean, come out of the ring. Muhammad Ali at the end of his career, where he was really just rolling the door his just, way. Yeah, I mean, you're just, pow, pow, bang, bang, bang. I literally have sweat dripping off my brow here. I know. It's, and it's this stressful. has me thinking about it, I mean, less from a, a factual perspective and more from an emotional, emotional. perspective. Like, mm-hmm. like Ken said, hot dogs deserve to have that, you know, they've earned it. Foods right? are emotional sometimes. They've earned yeah. that status of being entirely separate. And I'm trying to think of any reason people would have, myself included, for taxonomizing them as a sandwich other than the very stupid and uh, short-sighted and like what temporocentric view Mm. that a sandwich is simply bread with things in it. Whereas there's thousands of years of history. I mean, the term sandwich, English invention coming from royalty in a weird PR campaign, like Ken said, I mean, you have bread being baked in Eastern Turkmenistan, you know, that's being (laughs) filled with, with meats and they don't, care that it's no. called a sandwich to me a 2022 individual yeah you know there's entire breaks you on don't this. matter to them we don't matter we're, we're but they matter blip. to us because we wouldn't be here without them right and also sandwiches are a wonderful thing they they're are. dignified they're delightful they're among the perfect foods in the world agreed and why would you they don't need to the, the definition of a sandwich doesn't need to be broadened because we we yeah. say two slices of bread put something in the middle sandwich Leave it at that. That's hot dog perfect, autonomy, perfect, perfect baby. Useful. We're all about yeah. hot dog autonomy on this side. I, man, I just, I am absolutely floored um, and did not expect this to go that way. And I think that's fine in life. Sometimes you can, you yeah. can kill your idols. You can kill the things that you thought were important to you. 
And this is just episode one. We got a long way to go, Josh. Who knows? Gosh. Maybe someone else will come here and swip you, uh, like sway you the other way. Maybe I'll get swayed into thinking a hot dog is a sandwich. Who knows? Maybe a sandwich is a hot dog. I don't know. <laughs> Anything can happen on this podcast. And that's the beauty of this podcast. I, I'm very excited going forward. Uh, this is, I mean, truly <laughs> mentally taxing. I'm sweating from Aww. all of my pits, I'm not just the too. armpits. That's sweet. <laughs> Uh, Ken, I mean, thank you so much for for elucidating on all that. Awesome. Do you Ken. do you have any closing it statements? Anything else you want people to know about just food and it's important to history and culture, the hot dog, anything you want? Gosh, I think when people think of um, food history, stop asking for origin stories. It's the least important. <laughs> yes, sir. Just, just wipe this away. No one cares when something was invented. <laughs> what we should care about is making it well. <laughs> and Got having it. good hot dogs and good sandwiches as separate things, that's the important thing. Amen. That's beautiful. Ken, where can the people find you? You got anything you want to plug? Gosh, you can find me, sure. Um, my book on gelatin is coming out from the University of Illinois Press soon. Um, I've already got a book on noodle soup, Woo-hoo! which is um, with them. And if you want to watch videos that I've done, I have um, my whole food history courses from the great courses and cooking across the ages is in my kitchen with me cooking stuff from ancient times right into the present. That was a ball. Um, And a whole lot of books. Incredible. Thanks, Ken. It was a pleasure to have you on. Really appreciate it. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks. (laughs) Holy cannoli, Nicole. I am... uh... I'm exhausted. Me too, but I'm also revived with energy. I don't know. I feel the opposite. I feel beaten into the ground. I, <laughs> did you sorry. notice how much I was sweating during that? I did, and I got a little alarmed. I kept looking at you to make sure you wouldn't pass out. Yeah, you but... thought I was going to go blind like I did when I drank yeah, all that. Yeah, I got a little worried about you. <laughs> no, but I mean, a lot of the things he said really made me rethink my yeah. own thoughts sure. about why I want to define it as a sandwich, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. And that was the most fascinating thing to me. Um, that said, I mean, you are probably deeper entrenched into your position about hot dogs. 100%. I am. I am a hot dog, uh, what is it, hot dog autonomist? Hot dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am a hot dog autonomist, and I stand strongly by that, and a hot dog is not a sandwich. It's just not. I I am still not convinced. I am ah! still not convinced. And I, and I know I, I, I may have said that, but like now that you know, I'm kind of sitting here on my own reflecting on it, mm-hmm. um, I, I think Ken said a lot of incredibly he compelling things. Right? Yeah. It made me rethink a lot of the reasons why I want to actually classify it. But what it didn't make me rethink, Nicole, is the like idea of truth. Capital T, truth. Spilling and I still believe that <laughs> a hot dog is a sandwich. I believe that we see the mm-hmm. world in like – you know, kingdom, phylum, genus, species. And I still believe that a sandwich could be an overarching category, at least from the perspective of an American person in the year 2022. I know we got some international listeners out there, so I'm not saying that's the only perspective. But again, I'm trying to define this for myself. Let's see what happens in our next episode. And I think next episode, we got Dr. Calvin Normore, a philosopher, queued up. (laughs) We have a philosopher coming, (laughs) if anybody was wondering. Are you not entertained? (laughs) And I mean, I think he's really going to, I casually throw out the term Socratic forms in the last episode. He's going to blow our brains up. And I think if there's anything that philosophers do, it's searching for capital T universal truths that exist. And so I'm hoping... Not just that he'll come around to my position or offer me evidence for Hmm. my current position, but I'm at least hoping to get more clarity on that. And I think we're going to get it, dude. Uh, I mean, we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try our darndest. But boy, for me, listen, I don't know. At this point, listeners, I love you all. I don't even care what you thought about that. My mind is absolutely blown and I cannot be more excited to keep this gravy train rolling. Nicole, it wouldn't be an episode of a hot dog as a sandwich without opinions. I like casserole. 
was sultry. We should have more stories on if you're going to sing like that. <laughs> Man, you got came on me all hot and bothered. I was sweating with Ken in here. Uh, so we asked you for your hot dog opinions. Yep. And uh, boy, I'm going to go first. There's a lot. Uh, there's the, yeah, y'all got a lot of yeah. opinions about hot dogs. And we're going to start first up with GMM writer Megan Malone. Uh, Nicole, this is addressed to you, so yes. you take it. Uh, Nicole, I need your help. I asked for a hot dog with both ketchup and mustard on it at a barbecue, and everyone looked at me like I was insane for not choosing one or the other. Is that not a standard order? Have I been living a lie? Uh, I do this all the time, and you're just around haters, baby. Well, no, no, no. Okay, she's not around haters. She's around New Yorkers. Oh, same I asked thing. Megan, this took place in New York, and Ken Albala is from New York. Yeah. He was talking about anti-ketchup. They're very anti-ketchup there, which speaks to the power of the hot dog. That's what the, that's what Jane Campion's movie should have been called. The power of the hot dog. Ugh, don't <laughs> bring up that. You always find Nic- a way to bring up that damn Nicole movie. Nicole hates that movie more than anything. So, so um, stupid. I was actually, I almost asked Ken about this, but I didn't want to get off on just like a crazy tangent. But uh-huh. I want to be like, how can you disrespect ketchup as a historian? Ketchup has thousands of years of history. Ketchup on it a changed hot dog. world economies. I love ketchup and mustard. It was a on fermented a fish sauce from China. And I like relish. You know what? I love <laughs> relish on a hot dog. <laughs> I think yeah, hot dog toppings. Like I, I hear Ken in being a purist, and I think there is something great about a plain, mm-hmm. delicious, well-made hot dog. But sure. that said, most hot dogs are not that. They're just hot dogs. They are not that. Dress it up however you want. It's to. a cookout. She's at a barbecue. You can yeah. you could put chips. And freaking soda on your hot dog. And I wouldn't look at you weird. Megan, you, you are entitled Megan, to do your happiness. You yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> All right, next up, we got OK Malandick. Veggie dogs taste the exact same as real hot dogs. They're all just blended protein and filler. Slap some mustard and onions on a smart dog. Give it to a glizzy fangirl. She wouldn't be able to tell it was an imposter. This is a good opinion to me. I'm a glizzy fangirl, and I could tell the difference between a smart dog and a hot dog. I don't know. Ooh, that's interesting well, to that's test. Well, because I'm a I'm an all beef frank kind yes. of girl, so I I like that's just my go to, and I could tell the difference. This is a position of privilege, Nicole. If you grew up <laughs> eating all beef franks, then you might be able to tell the difference. But if you were like me and you were getting the Bar S brand from the ninety nine cent store, Ooh. that is sixty percent turkey, pork, and chicken, and then forty percent whatever the heck else they throw in there. I don't know that you could tell the difference between that and a smart dog. Oh. I agree that it like. Hot dogs, I mean, even ditto with chicken nuggets, are a great veggie substitute sure. option yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just I'll so take processed. One. I'll eat one, but I will know the difference. Yeah, and it probably will make me a little bit farty. I think I'm going to change my Twitter handle to Glizzy Fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. Like a BTS Stan account, but just yeah. for Glizzies? I'm in. <laughs> okay, uh, we got Tense on Fire says, Hot dogs with white rice are objectively superior to hot dogs and buns. You can have more toppings, mix-ins with or without the risk, of said toppings mixing in and being spilled and it branches out to eating hot dogs with liquidy sauces like tapatio or garlic butter. This is a good opinion. I've never cut up hot dogs and put them in rice. I've never done that. Bro, it's, just not, it's just not my thing. Having grown up around a lot of Filipino people, I've eaten a lot of hot dogs with rice. Oh, wow. Now it all makes sense. Doesn't it? Well, <laughs> that's an interesting thing that Ken brought up, right? Where, you know, we talked about bread bakers in eastern Turkmenistan not yeah. caring about the fact that I call something a sandwich That's out so here true. in California. And so, I mean, this is another cultural lens to look through hot dogs. With, totally. Right? Eating hot dogs with rice. Wow. I think it, I got to try this. And since you're not eating with your hands, they're right. You can put more liquidy sauces on there, you know? Is it like a classic hot dog or like a like, or like a longanisa? Or like no, like we're talking that... hot dog, hot dogs. Yeah, like straight oh, up weenies. Wow. And so I, I think this is really great. I'm, I'm down for more hot dog rice bowls. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. I got to try this. But yeah. 
uh, can I just have a runny egg on it? Oh, bu- <laughs> Nicole, if you're if you're hanging with the Filipinos, <laughs> shout out to all my Pina and Pinoy homies out there. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some runny eggs. You on know what rice. my favorite uh, word is from from uh, Tagalog? Uh, bebo, which is like cute girl. Oh, glizzy girl. Bebo? <laughs> yeah, like a bebo. Actually, there's a song by Black Eyed Peas because uh, <laughs> one of the lead singers of Black Eyed Peas is half black, half Filipino. And uh, yeah. he had a song. Sorry, weird tangent. You can read the next My one. My favorite is Peck Peck Mabaho. <laughs> you know what that means? I know what that means. Sorry to any Filipino fans out there for that one. <laughs> All right, last one, Nicole. Last okay, one, go last for one, it. last one. Uh, here we got from at Rodrigo Saad, the Brazilian hot dog is the best mm. dog. Includes toppings such as mashed potato, catupiry cheese, corn, peas, lettuce, mozzarella, mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, pretty much anything you fancy in there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brazilians. You're the you're the wild ones. Well, wow. hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, they're throwing corn on there. And I love me some corn. Oh There's potato gosh. sticks on the hot dogs. Oh my I, gosh. I absolutely love it. It's uh it is like the wild west. <laughs> in terms of toppings, and I'm all for it. Push the boundaries. Wow, this sounds incredible. But I think the bun, you don't need it at that point. Yeah, at that point, I mean, but that said, you do magically... Eat it with your hands somehow. It's, I mean, it's a big old fat roll. Is the is the mashed potato like piped on or smeared on? Like what are we? I think it's kind of like kind of like smeared on, but it's almost okay. like a proto like potato salad. I nice, mean, nice. We are probably familiar with a lot of these toppings from going to Brazilian. Free, we both frequent Brazilian I, barbecue a lot. Brazilian. If if I ever had a last meal, it'd be Brazilian barbecue. I hundred percent. You're right there. Give me a hot dog on the side. <laughs> and on that note, let's wrap this up, Nicole. I mm-hmm. am freaking exhausted. But hey, before we go, let me talk to you a little bit about Good Mythical Evening. So last year's Good Mythical Evening was a truly groundbreaking experience for us and we are excited to tell you that round two is officially happening so this r-rated evening in mythicality is full of twists turns and surprises the show is live so anything can happen last year i got completely covered in olive oil pretty much naked yeah i threw a lot of money at you like from my own I wallet that. i threw like tr- i threw like a hundred dollars at you i kept that can money. i have my money no, back you threw it at me it's mine <sighs> join us thursday september 1st to kickstart your labor day weekend vibes you can get your tickets as early as this wednesday if you are mythical society's second and third degree member Sign up at mythicalsociety.com. And of course, thank you all for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Zada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes or your glizzies, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. To be clear, she means glizzy hot dog. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Please stay tuned next week when we speak to a real-life philosopher, see if a hot dog is a sandwich. See you next time.